Did you know that camo patterns are licensed and merchandised? Have you ever thought about how hard it is to run an e-commerce site selling all across the world? Do people still wear Crocs? All that and more today on the Marketing Mad Men podcast. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Mad Men with Nick Constantino and Trip Job. Happy Saturday, Trip Job and Nick Constantino here at... Uh, the battery with the marketing madmen, and uh, you know we've got a fun one today. That we do, uh, yeah. I mean, getting into uh, e-commerce, I get a lot of questions from time to time about, hey, how do I make, uh, you know, how do I sell this, or how do I do a better job, and what are some of the tips and secrets of e-commerce? And uh, I think a lot of people think, you know, if they have an idea, then the internet is the place to go. Yeah, I, for me, my biggest takeaway from e-commerce is it is the most annoying type of thing to advertise. Because once they start showing up in your feed, whether it be social media, you get bombarded with messaging. It's like if you look yeah. for a pair of shoes one time, that retargeting is following you right. across the world trying to get you to buy it. And like, how do you walk that line? Because the more they do that, the actual less I want to purchase something. I yeah. get frustrated, like visibly and physically frustrated about something that I was just looking like, you know, and so I think e-commerce is a yeah. hard one. I also think that in today's day and age, without a e-commerce strategy, you are dead in the water. Well, absolutely. And I think without, do you, do you really have a brand? Do you have something people want? Or are you just trying to get rid of it? Yeah. All right. And I think, that, and we still see people have, oh, kind of have an idea or I saw this and then they think that, well, the easiest way to get out there is just put it on e-commerce and I'll see if it works. Yeah, and I think you're right, but at some point when you do want to scale, more of a brand strategy always comes into play. Right. Like there's these always flash in the pans. Like I know On Shoes was a great example. Yeah. It started out somewhat going viral and only e-commerce, but they have they market now. There's ads everywhere. They do it more. So I if you are clear as we usually talk about, if you are clear with your business goals and your goal is to grow quickly and bang out a quick ROI, e-commerce and the way they market and the retargeting social media is an easy way to do it. The question is what is the plan to sustain, build, and scale the brand? And usually that's when you have to have a more robust marketing plan. Right. And then, you know, how do you work with, um, you know, the various platforms out there? I mean, remember we had uh, Dr. Sandy Chap on, and, yep. and uh, obviously she's done a lot of work with third-party resellers, you know, the Amazons and others of the world. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that you really have to think long and hard about. And are you willing to, in some cases, are you willing to give up some of your profits to work with uh, the Amazon to the world? Yep. Or uh, do you try to go it alone and go against them? Yeah. And I, and I think even before you have those conversations is, are you hiring a Foxconn to just make the goods for you and just slapping a new logo on them? Are you Do you have a manufacturing company set out that you're just buying a product and rebranding it? I mean, again, it, it, it is so complicated. And, you know, in, in the next segment, I had a chance to sit with the guys from Realtree. Um, Realtree is a hunting and fishing and lifestyle brand. Um, for those that don't know, they actually sell the licenses to the camo patterns. Okay, so yeah. I was born in Queens. There was no grass, let alone hunting. Like, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. Uh, but as I found out the business, they started with that. So they, before they were e-commerce, they were licensing the camo. Okay, So just right. for some idea in the conversation, you'll find out. Um, they've been working on their most recent pattern for four years wow. to come out with their most recent license. So it is a pretty – but what, how that changed is now all of a sudden they are the e-commerce site. So Crocs – rents their pattern. Well, they're reselling Crocs through their e-commerce site because it's everything holistically that is Realtree. Right. So they make their own stuff. They license their stuff out. But again, their e-commerce strategy came 30 years after the business was modeled. 
Right. Right. And that's where this strategy comes in. And that's what I found fascinating about it. Uh, besides learning about bow hunting, which I'm definitely going to do, though, by the yeah. way. Uh, it was fascinating. I can to learn hook you up. I know. Uh, a bow hey, hunt, uh, oh, yeah. Hey. You know, I'm, I'm not, it's not whether being against guns or not, but if you can kill an animal with a bow and arrow, you deserve to eat it. Let's yeah. leave it at that. I don't care what anyone says. I, that is just, primal stuff. Just let stuff. me know. You want to go up to Wisconsin? Uh, that is primal fall, stuff. I can uh, get you set up. So, that is primal um, stuff. Well, you know, one of the things, and, and it's, it's interesting, I just had this week from a longtime client a, a note about, um, you know, butcher box. And yep. obviously they've been very successful. Yep. But as you look at it, um, as they've grown that business, online business, so there was some articles talking about what they've done. And I think this is a you know question I get a lot is, hey, if we're going to do this, how much do I need to market? Well, guess what? They have pretty much, since they really kicked off, they spend about 20% of their revenues on marketing that's and advertising. That's oh, high. that's huge. That's and and they, they admit that. That's but but, I, but I, the reason is... They didn't want to be a twenty million dollar brand. They're north of yes. you know, they're nine figures now. And so that was part of the point is they had to keep doing that and they invested their money into the marketing and advertising e commerce. That's extremely high, but there's a lot of people who go, Okay, well I'll spend uh one percent, two percent and uh they think, you know, you can do it on a shoestring. Yeah, and I think one of the things people don't understand is when they when they give hundred dollars off that is a marketing expense. $100 off on your first box means they are losing money. It is a loss leader on that original one. So that is actually a marketing expense. So while you may not be like, oh, I don't see ButcherBox that often. Well, every time you get $100 off, that is a marketing cost because it is below the transaction price to get you hooked on getting this recurring revenue, which I also think in the next couple of years is going to really bite people, come to bite people in the ass. Is, is yeah. the, the, you People are looking at their phones and bills more than ever now and see this recurring revenue and they're like, man, I had this stuff sitting in the freezer. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's going to change. I do know one thing about uh, ButcherBox is, is that their business changed so drastically during COVID that it changed how they do business and put them in a position where they can do that. So Absolutely. people didn't want to go to the supermarket. They are afraid to go to the supermarket. So ButcherBox, they ran out of meat pretty much from right. it. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes down to it, all those things are great, but you need a logistical, strong e-commerce platform and strategy. You need a good user interface yes. for you, before you could even start marketing. And I think where people go wrong is, is they allocate money to marketing before in beta phase, let's call it, before yeah. the product is there. That logistics, your delivery has to be on time. I mean, what if what if someone's going to eat on a Saturday and plan on having this meal and they say it's going to come on Friday and it comes on Sunday? You exactly. just destroyed your consumer experience completely. So I do think that ButcherBox is a great example, but I think ButcherBox also was created with so much competition. I mean, those delivery services are a dime a dozen nowadays. Well, and, and they're they're competing with local players delivery, and they're con competing with local players that are uh, brick and mortar. Yeah, so, the I supermarkets. Mean, so, the exactly. But and so they've got mass competition locally, brick yep. and mortar. they got niche local competition, brick and mortar, and they also have local competition that are – um, essentially remote. So yeah, they're they're getting it's, competed it's, it's all, hard. And, and they're the competition is going out to dinner. Yeah, and I, I mean also, that's they're all the way around. They have to spend the money with revenge dining and all that stuff. But, but I also think a lot of people tried to go with the Amazon model, which was if you remember, and look, this is before sales tax started chopping yeah. everything. Amazon was inexpensive. Amazon is not even no. close to the least expensive or anything anymore. It is the most convenient. So their thought is is that if they could hook you with convenience convenient and secure. And secure, sure, yeah. but if they could hook you with that, here's the problem, okay? If you are a savvy shopper, okay, you can order ButcherBox and its competitors for six months at $100 off, and then by the time you finish that round, 
they start recouponing you again. So if you can play it oh, right, and it's not time consuming. I just got factor again in the mail, you know, another and and email. And, you know, I did it originally for my parents just because to kind of help them out a little bit and set up, you know, make it easier at their stage. And, you know, it's not a bad program, but if I look back at what the real cost for them were versus what it was for us. There it is. I mean, there it is. Oh my God! You know they, they want to get people hooked, but I'm there like, there's just and then I also have to be losing money. I also, you know, I I was off Facebook for three or four years when my daughter was born. I just it, it, lots of reasons, mostly because like I have no shame, but she doesn't need to have her face plastered on that stuff yeah. her whole life. So I came back to Facebook and I was like, what the hell happened? First of all, all of the girls that I used to look at on Facebook got fat. So let's just throw that out there just to break the monotony of the show. Secondly, the next thing that happened was every other thing was an ad. So in my head, I'm like, what just what just happened here? This used to be the best place to go. And now all of a sudden in four short years, what happened to Facebook? So I also think you gotta be careful with your marketing strategy, how you go about people with your retargeting. Um, and again, the Realtree guys are a little bit of a different story, but it was fascinating to talk with them about why the new website was important, what they had planned to achieve. Because again, without a user-friendly website, without a back-of-house billing returns, you cannot market. And I think we've all made the mistake of buying one or two things from somewhere that was not fully developed out mm -hmm. yet, and you'll never buy from there again. Um, so I'm not sure if this is a segue or not, but um, you know, as a single are guy- Are you going back to fat a, women? What are we well, happening yeah, here? No, I would say so as a single guy, so the, the one solution to that is if you go to the online dating platforms, they're not fat. The pictures are still from eight to 10 years ago. Right, that's why. <laughs> that's why. So that's the, you know what? I was talking to somebody today. We were talking about scooters. The two things I missed out, I've never ridden an electric scooter. Yeah. I never got to be an online dating. Uh, yeah. I'm the worst millennial ever. Well, guess what? You're you're in a good place at least That's with one of them, and right, I'm sure we right. can we get go downtown. We'll get you yeah, a scooter. Uh, you know what? To be fair, I don't remember ever being on a scooter, if we're being fair. Yeah, well, I'm sure there was a scooter and a Waffle House uh, incident somewhere. Somewhere. So. <laughs> somewhere. No, I mean, I think that, um, you know, there's so many different things that I think businesses, they jump, and I think that's the problem. They think it's easy, and they jump immediately to trying to be online and, and hey, this is a way to pick up some additional revenue. And, it, and look, it can be. Yeah. But if you, if you don't know how to how you're going to um, do it when the dog finally catches the car, yeah, then you're that's where you're going to have trouble. Yeah, and it's all about the brand. Realtree can do it because there's so much demand for that brand that it only makes sense to do e-commerce. If yeah. you do the e-commerce, how are you going to build a brand? It, you, it's too short-term of a thing to build a long-term brand. So the strategies have to change. And I think that's why e-commerce should be part of your strategy, not your entire strategy. Yeah. Well, and, and you you mentioned some of the things that... Uh, do you know how to build it out? How are how are your ops going to work? I mean, I look. I had experience this summer. I ended up buying from one of the large retail brands. I mean, one of look. They got brick and mortar. They got retail. Yeah. They've got things left and right. And uh, it was a couple of different items. First off, you know, they didn't. I didn't have to pay shipping at all. And there were three items coming from th in three different packages oh, from three different locations. All right. The, uh, granted, national brand, but I'm like, okay, great. Well, one of them. After about a week, not only did it not show, but I had the tracking yeah. notice, but all it kept saying was um, oh, was sitting, in, sitting was in, in Atlanta, limbo. sitting in Lambo, Atlanta. So, you know, finally I called them back and they go, yeah, we, we can't, we don't know where it is either. We know it left, but, and so they were, they credited me for it. Yeah. 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 But that's, to, that's back a week and a half ago, five weeks after 
it showed up. Yeah, you won twice. But I you, won uh, twice. But as a bad, right. I, it was a bad experience. You would have never bought from them again. So what's it? What's it worth? Right. What's it worth? It yeah. also shows you. I hate to be that guy, but how freaking cheap the stuff that you're being sent is. Yeah. Now that we have China so involved in our these these garments cost nothing. It right. is all of the marketing and the shipping and the logistics that cost. Which again is not is not a great experience, man. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. Like I miss. Brick and mortar. Do you remember the good old days of Nordstrom? You could bring a pair of jeans that you ran over with a car yeah. and lit on fire with acid, <laughs> and they would take it back and give you another pair of jeans. That, I, I, think, I think the Realtree guys are getting a little scared right now. But uh, when we come back from break, we'll uh, we'll dive in a little bit uh, with them and learn more about their business and how they've approached the uh, you know e-commerce is the key part of their model. So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Today, uh, I'm happy to have my buddies here from Realtree. Uh, for those that don't know, most of you do, all of you should. Realtree is an outdoor and lifestyle brand. And I have Jim McGinn. And Tyler Jordan here, and we're going to talk about how the brand came to be, how they market, and how the heck they got someone like Austin Riley to talk on their behalf. So, <laughs> gentlemen, how are we doing? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Us. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, in my other hat as a sales guy, we just came out of our first meeting to start off the campaign. And uh, to start it, I'm unbelievably grateful that you brought as many people as you did into that meeting. <laughs> um, I'm happy to meet you all. It was overwhelming, but I'm happy to meet you all. And just for some context, uh, we have one of our on-air talent speaking on their behalf, and our goal was to bombard him with so much information that he looked confused and dumbfounded, and I think we accomplished our goal. What do you guys think? Excellent. Yeah, well, the good thing about Hunter, I mean, I've, and I've known him for quite a while, or Hudson, I'm sorry, but he's, you know, he's obviously a, a big outdoorsman and Hunter, and I've known him for the last, you know, several years, so, you know, I think he at least is somewhat familiar with our brand, but it was definitely... Uh, a good meeting and, and presentation. I think just a good opportunity that, you know, Jim, you know, brought us all up here today to learn a little bit more about y'all's business and kind of the reach that y'all have. Um, you know, I think, you know, us integrating more with, you know, especially the Georgia uh, listener is something we want to do a lot more of. So just really excited about the partnership between Realtree and, and 680. Yeah, good. I'm, we're excited also. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Hudson can have d defensive linemen running at him and screaming in his face, and he can throw a football. <laughs> but with all that information coming, he somehow looked like he was like, uh-oh, what just happened? Uh, so funny how that works. But So, um, uh, Jim, let's start with you. Why don't you real quickly tell everyone your title and, and what your day-to-day -day looks like at Realtree? Sure. Uh, so I'm Jim again. I'm the vice president of marketing at Realtree. Um, 
every day is a little bit different, which is refreshing. Um, but what we've really tried to focus on here over the past 18 months has been a more you know direct connection with the consumer. So naturally, you, you kind of think and gravitate towards e-commerce. As sure. As how do you have that connection? But you know, the program that we're talking about with you guys is uh, is certainly an extension of that effort, right? I mean, I think we've got thousands of customers all over the country, all over the world, but. You know, the, the fun part with Hudson is here's a hometown guy. Yeah. We're a Georgia-based company. Um, and so how do you – almost looking at it like college football recruiting, you know, how do you own yeah. your own backyard? Love it. And uh, and you guys obviously, I think, create and extend a platform that really helps us maybe reach people in a different way Yeah, um, that are familiar with our brand but maybe haven't engaged as deep down that funnel that we talked about today. So for us, on the day-to-day, what we're really trying to do is – Connect social, email, text, editorial, conservation, ambassadors, all these things that we do, you know, you can move in 10 different directions pretty quickly. We're trying to bring some alignment and consistency to that. Um, and so from a day-to-day standpoint, I'd say that's where a lot of our focus and effort is. Yeah, that's that's not an easy job. So I when you say like, and just so everybody realizes, like it is easy to get lost in the shuffle of being transactional in e-commerce because it becomes a price sensitivity. You don't win with price sensitivities. You win with being part of somebody's life, becoming your own lifestyle brand. And I will say, just from what I've met from meeting you all and just from what I know about the brand, you have etched yourself into the way into being that lifestyle. People associate you with the lifestyle, with the camel, with the prince, with those things. Um, so what you have done to date has been a hell of an accomplishment. And I think the path that you're trying to chart forward, as hard as it is, is going to be an interesting one. So yeah. we're going to we're, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so Tyler, how about you, bud? Yeah. So you know, I, I handle you know day to day a lot of the content and conservation side of the business. You know, the conservation side, as far as giving back, um, is a you know a big part of you know our brand and kind of what we do as far as Whitetails Unlimited. You know, turkeys for tomorrow, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, CCA on the fishing side. I mean. You know, ensuring that, you know, the next generation of hunters will have, you know, that wild game to hunt for hopefully years to come, um, you know, is a big part of, uh, you know, kind of our MO and what we're all about. So, you know, on the content side, you know, my, my dad's, so he started the company back in 1986. Um, I think the Real Tree Outdoors show, you know, launched in the early 90s, but, you know, the content for Monster Bucks and, uh, you know, traveling all over the country, you know, hunting big game from turkey to uh, deer to elk. Um, you know, we're carrying some of that along still on our digital platforms. Realtree Road Trips is uh, one of our shows that we're doing right now. And um, so we're about to be full steam ahead. You know, this is kind of our we're getting ready for our busy, busy yeah. time of year. So from September, you never know by the temperature right now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. So from sep- I don't even know if the deer are out, but it's 99 degrees and humid out. They're yeah. hiding as much as. Yeah, they're moving late right now. So, you know, we start September 1 going to Nebraska into uh, September going elk hunting with dad. First of October, um, you know, going elk hunting with Riley Green, country music singer. Cool. And then Austin Riley, hopefully it'll be after winning a World Series this year again. Wow, where's the wood? Somebody knock yeah, loud. Yeah, Everybody exactly. at home, knock, 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 knock on wood. So hopefully once that's done, we'll get on a couple of trips with him. I think he's looking to go to Louisiana, Kansas, and maybe Nebraska this year. So excited to get back in the woods with him. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think the conservation and, you know, there's a fine line between what you can say and what you can do. Because if you do all this wonderful work and you're telling everybody, then is it really charity? Is it really? Yeah. But at the same time, I think 
that the industry, like most things, is so politicized right now that you're going to lose no matter what, right? Sure. When you're talking about keeping the future clear for other hunters and giving back, no one talks about that. They talk about how horrible hunting is and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I think that there's a fine line, and I hope that's something we can help with to be your mouthpiece to get that out there because it is really, really, really important, and I think that's what differentiates a e-commerce site from a brand and someone who is is that what they give to the community what they care about the culture that they they live by and hopefully we can um we can make sure we relay that information for you uh so let's get into the weeds a little bit so let's talk about uh april we have a new we had a new website right. the new website is up and running first why did we do a new website and what was the expected goal out of it and are we getting close to what you guys tried to get out of the new website sure yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot that went into that decision, and at the same time, it was real simple, right? So, um, you know, the direct-to-consumer model in terms of e-com and transactions themselves, um, we were at a, a point where we had two separate websites. So we essentially had our, our content and our editorial, and we had our e-com site. Right, they ain't to- buying from the content site. Totally <laughs> separate, right? So what we had was somewhat of a touch-and-go website. If you wanted to, you know, learn about the rut, or the anticipated, you know, season and what the outlook is, we had you covered. But once we had you interested and engaged, we kind of lost visibility of okay, what what happened? Did they yeah. go and try to buy something, or did they go and try to? Learn and every more? time you add a click, you lose people, especially exactly. if you're going to an external site. That's you, you need to be as simply live it self-contained as possible. Yeah. So I think you know taking the friction out of the existing landscape was a big part of that. I I think the luxury that we have is you know as a credit to the team and and almost 40 years of content, video, stories. Yeah. Um, we have the demand. We have the traffic. Yeah. And so. I bet you those archives are awesome. <laughs> Some of the old video of old trips and stuff, I bet you that stuff is as gold as the new stuff it's, is. If you look back, I bet and yeah. there's there's always that nostalgia, right? I mean, shoot, you're in, yeah. a 90, you're in an early 90s. If I see another pair of Jenkos, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, you're in that early 90s time frame now. So I bet you some of that old yeah. stuff is awesome to look at, too. Yeah, I think Jim can probably speak to it a little bit, but I think that's been one of the – you know, it's a good problem to have, but there's so much content that they're, you know, working through even still with the website, just sorting through all of that. I mean, it's 40 years of history, the editorial, the content, the camouflage patterns. Um, you know, that team has definitely got their hands full, but they've done a, a really good job. And to Jim's credit, I mean, it's just been a, it's been a, uh, it's a, been a team effort, you know, building this website and, and uh, getting it put together. Yeah. And I think what we've learned is, you know, there's so many new processes that need to exist that maybe didn't prior. Yeah. With yeah. this being a focus of yeah. ours. So, you know, we talked about it yesterday and we, t- we talked a little bit about the meeting that we had um, with one site, with one destination. Now, there's so much more that we can offer the customer. Yep. And we have licensees that whether it's OtterBox phone cases, Crocs, Ridge wallets, all the apparel and the hunting stuff that you know us for fishing gear. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the goal and, you know, kind of the mandate really as a, as a company has been, we're going to bring these licensees with us as far yeah. as the e-com journey. So we don't necessarily want to be in the business of going and creating all of these things, you know, but we'll have logo where we'll have graphic tees. But if you've got a Nomad or you have a Bandit or you have OtterBox, what better place to make their product available? Right. And so... They've well, really now been. you're just leaving past just your own brand. You're becoming that lifestyle function where people can get other things. And most companies avoid that because they want to sell their own stuff. So yeah. good yeah. for you guys for going out there, embracing the licensee portion of it, because what you're doing is making life easier for the consumer. And that sure. ultimately is what pays dividends in the long run is making life easier for the consumer. 100%. And I think, you know, Tyler knows this better than I do. When somebody signs a licensing agreement and wants to do business with Realtree, I think one of the first things they ask is, you know, hey, how can you guys help put us up in lights? How can you promote us 
And, you know, what better way to do it than make their product available at Realtree.com. And then that naturally becomes part of our our email marketing, our text campaigns, our social media, and kind of goes back to some of that cohesiveness and alignment where we're trying to take all these things and have a consistent message that lines up with, you know, the hunt schedules or the shows that you host and some of the conservation efforts that we do have. So it's a lot, um, but but it's, uh, it's, it's work worth doing. And I have to imagine, right, like you have a brand since 86 means that there's people out there that know about you looking for you. The new website had to be a way to kind of capture everything, a catch all. So whether it's the lifestyle part or the consumption part, you have to f- capture social media. And if you're working with two old sites, they are not, they were never built to capture all of that demand coming in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping now that now that you've unified everything, the radio makes more sense because it's easier for people to find you. And if they click through social media, they're coming to you with an intention of purchasing. And I have to imagine that part of that design was working out a lot of those kinks so your site was optimal to reach the most people as possible that were looking for you and finding and, and find trying to find you 100 yeah. percent. and i think tyler can speak to some of the things we're working on in terms of we talked about some of the legacy patterns that we've brought back but a lot of the stuff that we're starting to do you guys in this partnership being an example we felt like it was not worth necessarily activating it until we had kind of our house in order with the new website so yeah. with a lot of the yeah. advantage classic and the original and things that people are looking for it's been yeah. fun to see that it has traffic. you know the way i d- describe real trade they're like you know i've had people like man what does real trade do you know i think we're a licensing company of course first but we're almost a a marketing media agency in a way too because you have over you know 1500 licensees when you have crocs companies yeah. like nike and all these other companies big brands that you think man why would they want to license realtree but it gives them authenticity you know back to that consumer that lives out of outdoor lifestyle which is really what you know we're about so um you know bringing back some of these vintage patterns i know has been a lot of fun for me because you know a lot of these patterns that you know i grew up you know hunting my first deer turkey duck um you know wearing the old school realtree original advantage classic and so having a place that we can kind of bring some of these patterns back, you know, semi-exclusively, you know, at least for right now on Realtree.com is, has been a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, definitely definitely lots going on. That makes a ton of sense when you put it that way because, honestly, like the Crocs consumer and the people that are buying Crocs with your print on them are probably yeah. very different consumers. That's right. So mm-hmm. when you think of yourself as a marketing medium, you are opening new avenues for these products because of the brand you represent, which is what marketing is. So that is a, I think that's an excellent way to put it, and I think the new site shows that functionality a lot more because I remember when we were initial talking was right as that new site was coming out, and I saw the previous site, and I saw some of the disconnect. And, you know, as a, as a marketing company, one of our biggest problems we spent the first five years of what I would do this company fighting digital, saying, don't do digital, do us. And then I was like, guys, this is a really bad idea because here's the problem. If you don't have the right SEO or the right pay-per-click, a million people can search for you. Yeah. They're going to find your competitor or they're not going to find you. So that means right. the radio is worthless. So I appreciate the fact that you got your ducks in a row because now I know that when we put our mechanisms and our tried and true principles of live reads and advertising, that people will actually find the product. And usually when you do those things together, they're going to buy the product and carry out the activity you want to. So I'm very excited about it. Um, so how has the website design gone so far? Have you, are you seeing new numbers? Do you have first party data or is commerce up? Talk about some of the past couple of months because you've been... Uh, what four or five months now that's been running so talk about talk about what it's been like um, and then let's get away from the boring marketing stuff the, the boring <laughs> website stuff and, and let's talk more about what the plans are for the future sure yeah and we you know we met as a team yesterday and just kind of took a day to get out of the office and kind of a belated halftime uh, for us to kind of look before these next four or five months when you guys are wide open on the road and say okay what just happened the past seven months and what's ahead the next five so to answer your question 
Um, first quarter, I would say pre-launch was pretty much flat to a little bit down, right? In from, terms the of, okay. from the year prior. From the year prior. Second quarter was quite strong. Okay. And, and leading into July, we're at triple digit year over year uh, percentage-wise growth. So um, that's so the been investment, fun. The investment in the time and money was worth it so far? Yeah, big time. I think so. And I think the other thing we're trying to be sensitive to is obviously dollars and cents are important yeah. and they're easy to manage and measure. But I, I also think it's just the experience for the consumer, like finding things. Or yep. if you want to go read about a pattern and then see the products that our licensees have in those patterns or wow. logo wear that we have, it's just a better presentation. And so I think we, we under-delivered um, candidly, you know, if we're, we're talking about the dot-com experience. And now as we're learning and getting this data under our belt, we're just trying to double down on the things that the consumer is telling us what they like. Yeah. So now we're just trying to make sure we activate around those interests. There are some advantages into not being the first one in, too. You can see the mistakes other people make, and you can, you can draw a pattern of, hey, this is what's really good, this is what's bad, this is what we like, this is what we don't like. So you know, being first in is not always the best sure. thing in the world, especially yeah. if you guys were earning a position to grow and you're seeing that kind of growth now. That means you know, maybe the stars did align, and maybe it is the right thing. Um, so you know, one of the things you guys talk about a lot, obviously, we initially met and started our conversation with Austin Riley's golf tournament. So mm-hmm. I think that kills two birds with one stone. You got your charitable component, you're giving back to the community, but also your influencers. Okay. So let's talk about the influencers. Okay. Let's talk about everybody wants to do influencer marketing. I mean, it is, if you look at NIL and all, it, it is, it's crazy out there. <laughs> Everyone thinks, and my personal thought is, is it can be done right and it can be done wrong, right? Using Austin Riley attached to a lifestyle based and charity based event is an excellent way to market because you're doing a lot, right? Slapping Austin's face on a product and saying, buy this is fleeting because they're going to just buy the next thing and move on to the next thing. So talk about how you guys approach influencer marketing, some of the, some of the best campaigns you've done um, and why you see it, what, what the path forward you see is using it for the future. Well, feel free, Jim, to kind of chime in here, but I'll just, you know, kind of speak to Austin specifically, you know, that kind of, at least, you know, that partnership started out of just a personal relationship between him and I. I mean, Austin is probably a lot of Braves fans know he's a big outdoorsman, big hunter. Um, you know, we've been partnered with Team Red, White, and Blue, which is, you know, Austin's strategic partnership, you know, on the golf tournament side. And so I think with us being close right there to Fort Moore, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, the veterans and giving back, you know, we're really close to the, uh, you know, the Fort Moore base. And so, you know, the veteran community and giving back to them, you know, them laying their lives, you know, for this country has just been really important to, to Realtree and always has been. So, you know, that's been great having Austin as kind of a voice for, for that organization, you know, on behalf of Realtree and, you know, kind of speaking up for them. And you had Austin before he was Austin. So let's yes. be clear, right? Yeah. Like sometimes this is the luck of getting a guy and watching what he blossomed <laughs> into. You know, I, I think people had high hopes. I don't think people knew it was going to be quite what has happened. So part of this is, you know, you took the risk and a guy who was in, you said AAA when you met him? Yeah, but see, Austin, you know, it, it kind of started, we just started talking on Instagram. And, you know, and I, I honestly had no idea. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a huge Braves fan, always have been. But I didn't know how big of a player or prospect even Austin was at the time. So, like, I think we met – you know, through social media, he may have came and hunted a couple of months later. And then I think it was, you know, six, seven months later, he was called up. But, you know, regardless of the success that Austin has had on the field, I mean, Austin has just been a, a friend. And, I, like, and I that's think, what's important. And that's what's important. It's not the stardom, because that doesn't always do it. It's the authentic relationship. If he's sure. the biggest star in the world, but he doesn't know how to speak on behalf of your goods, then it's almost counterintuitive. You're almost hurting yourself. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's just been, you know, a great great ambassador for our brand and um you know he's hosting some of the the uh, road trips shows that we're doing on digital as well you know going to nebraska kansas you know he's done that for the last three or four years with us and you know hunting osceola turkeys down there at spring training 
Uh, I know that's something he has really enjoyed. You know, the last uh, really that was before he was even caught up. I think he shot his first Osceola with us in Florida. So, um, you know, that's just been a, a great you know representation of some of the you know the brand uh, influencers that we have out there. Yeah, cool. give me give me a couple other ones. So on the hunting side specifically, you know, Seek One. So Seek One, they're based out of here in Atlanta. But, you know, I, I'd like to think that we have the best in class, whether it's whitetail, turkey, waterfowl, the Seek One guys. I mean, uh, for people living around here, you know, the, it's suburban bow hunting. But they shoot and hunt some of the biggest deer probably in the state of Georgia. They have, I, I know a couple of the guys have state records here, you know, from from some of those whitetails. So, uh, they do a really good job on the waterfowl side. We have Dr. Duck, uh, public land. That's all they do is public cool. land hunting, um, which is kind of unique and different. I've hunted with them a few times. Those guys get up really early, you know, trying to claim a spot out there, but they're really good at what they do. Um, you know, we're with uh, Duck Commander. If you, y'all probably seen Duck Dynasty, but, um, you know, we've been with Duck Commander since 2004. So those are just a few, you know, best in class, you know, for the waterfowl side. What have you seen now from country music to just the South as a whole? It's exploded outward and taken over pop culture across the country. Has the the hunting lifestyle, has that followed country music and a lot of these other things where it's the, the basis spread? Um, it, it would, have you seen that? Have you seen that over the past couple of years? Has it really gone outward and has become that lifestyle? As far as people wearing camo? Everything. I mean, I'm a freaking Yankee from New York. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, so I, I, but yeah. I see the country music and I see the lifestyle of the South has from from what I knew 20 years ago has spread itself out like wildfire. Mm. And I have to I imagine agree. that that expansion is part of people are even interested in thinking about hunting for the first time. And has, have you seen that, that kind of expansion and that lifestyle grow? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I can speak. So we're really good friends with Riley green. He's on our pro staff too. Yep. Um, <clears throat> country music singer. And so I went up to one of his concerts. It's been a few years ago, but in New York, but just, I mean, you wouldn't think of New York as a hunting hub. I, New I York, actually, New York, Pennsylvania. Upstate New York. I is mean, upstate very New York. Built for, it's trees everywhere. It's hills. It's mountains. But the concert was in the city. So these people wow. are driving, you know, two or three hours to come to these concerts. But you're seeing people wear camouflage, which is, you know, kind of, it was surprising, at least for me. But, you know, it just proves that kind of that, that country music fan, I mean, they're speaking to the same people that we are, too, you know. So you're seeing that lifestyle kind of expand and grow and um, to see camouflage that far north is is pretty cool. Yeah, I have to imagine. It, it, I, let's put it this way: I grew up in Queens, and I didn't even have grass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was no grass in any vicinity. We sat our, our elementary school our recess. We were in a pit of concrete, and we threw tennis balls at each other as hard as we could because there was no grass anywhere. Like oh, people man. like soccer. I'm like, what? what, what I don't even know what grass is. What are you talking about soccer? Um, well, look, we got we got about two minutes left. So what I want from each of you is, what does the future hold? And what are you most excited about for the company and for what you see coming in your marketing opportunities? So I'll just say, so my dad and, you know, he's got a team in there as well. I mean, he's still involved on the camouflage patterns. And so we have been working for the last two or three years and and Jim's been working on his side with the marketing aspect of this. But we are going to be launching a new camouflage pattern that will be our flagship pattern going forward. So that will be in 2024. That's so, ballsy, man. Yeah. Do, do a completely from scratch, and you're going to make that the, the flagship product? That's, yes. That's, that's yeah. pretty good. So it, it, takes, uh, it, it takes about two or three years you know, of testing, um, development of the pattern, you know, making sure that the pattern looks good on a bunch of different fabrics and substrates. So um, you know, that's just been a, that's been a lot of work on top of what you know, Jim's done with the website. I mean, I, uh, the, I don't want to say the name, but the, the pattern takes up just a lot of – Shit, you know, we were so close. Yeah. We almost got it out of him. <laughs> takes up a lot of people's time in there, so we're excited to launch it. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think really with that and, and all the other effort that's going in 
from a marketing standpoint and brand standpoint, it's really just being better positioned to tell our story to the consumer and, you know, Bill and Tyler and the family that we have at our, at our company. I think when people have that connection, they feel like, oh, I know those guys, you yeah, know, or yeah. I grew up watching them and word of for mouth, us, man. the best that, form of advertising is word of mouth. And if they feel like they know you because a buddy told you that right. is the thing that is honestly what we are always trying to duplicate. It's what social media does, but it's so transactional with social media. We want you to feel like you're the guy that they knew when you're going to go hunting, you're going to buy this brand. They're going to call you up. They're going to call Tyler. And be like, so what do I get? Right. And yeah. That word of mouth is powerful. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I think we're, we're well positioned and we have, really good authentic relationships with people that it's not so much about we got to go and align with him it's more about hey we we just really enjoy hanging out with these people and yeah you know we'll learn something along the way from them as well about maybe new licensees or retail partners we could work with or messaging that we could bring to those consumers so we get a lot from the relationships and really that's where it starts i think and and they're real they're not just you know fake friend type things it's, these are guys that we enjoy hanging out with and maybe more than half the time we're talking, it's not about business. It yeah. could just be about, hey, what are you up to? What's your family up to? Did you just Love have it. a kid? So that makes, makes it, it authentic. Uh, that makes it fun. That's what makes it authentic. All right, so we're about to head into the Braves game. So real quick, uh, Austin's going to hit a home run today, right? Because he knows you guys are out there. That's hopefully, how this works. Hopefully we, two home we, runs. We, two <laughs> home runs, that's how you know. <laughs> not asking for much, Austin. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Jim and Tyler from Realtree, realtree.com. Check it out. Check out the patterns. Check out the licensee gear. Buy yourself some Crocs. Do what you got to do. Embrace these guys. It's about to get big. You're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Thank you for listening. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in, and breathe out <sighs> or move there's biking boating arcade games hiking nearby golfing or fly through the new fins up water park thrills chills twists and turns this could be you camp margaritaville at lanier islands an easy one hour drive from atlanta book your stay today at camp margaritaville lanier islands.com Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here. And, uh, you know, it was really, um, I think, a fascinating discussion with Realtree. And, you yeah. know, when I listened to it, obviously a key part of, of their brand was that website presence. Yep. And so, they knew and they knew it. And they're smart. And look, Ty, Tyler's dad started that company in, in, in the 90s. I mean, you're talking it was a it was a good amount of time ago that that brand started really going. So like th things have changed a lot <laughs> since the 90s. So lucky for them, the brand took hold of itself and allowed them to do other things like revise the website. And, and Jim, the VP of marketing, was talking about just what he expected to get out of the website and what he has. And their biggest concern was people weren't sure if they were coming to the website for content or for e-commerce. Right. For content or for e-commerce, how do you blend those things together? It sounds so simple, but if you've ever seen the back end of a website, that is very challenging to do, and that's what they got out of it. So, um, you know, what, what have you dealt with? So, and it's so important that they want to understand that before they jump into the tactics that they're yeah. going about. I mean, yeah. and that's, look, in the 
today's digital marketing, a lot of people will assume they know what the answer is to help a customer. But if you don't know, in this case, why people are coming in, yep. right, and, and what they're pa- looking for. And that's a pass for, report. That's not hard to find. That pass right. report will show you the tree of where they go, how they come in, where they enter, where they exit. So it's not like you're paying money. You could, this is easy stuff to figure out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, yeah, no, I, I still do a good bit of advising to um, – you know, some owners and clients out there. And, and actually had one that they're working with a, a pretty good firm, a new firm for them that's looking at their website and their e-commerce platform. And so he asked me to kind of look at their next level proposal. And, you know, again, the things they were thinking about doing made sense. But my comment back to him is, why are people coming in? They're focused yeah, on the product. before the carriage. They were focused on the products. And I'm like, okay, but you've got three major sectors you know, and which one's more profitable? Which one are you hurting on? And but which one has the room to grow? Also, profitable uh, now isn't always. Which one has the uh, most room uh, to grow? Sometimes is absolutely. The so where do you want to focus? And then, why are people coming in? Because these are different. This is a uh, playground playground equipment, and then decks and patios. Still, okay? still trendy. I don't different care. I, know, I know COVID really sped that whole process up, right. but I think that COVID carryover, people who are jealous that their friends got it done. I mean, as someone, I've redone a deck and I've built a completely playground from scratch. Right. Like, so I'm, I, I was in that space and it is a much more common thing nowadays than people think it is. Right. And so why are people coming in? What are they looking for? What do yeah. they really want? And those audiences are different. You've got the 30-year-old crowd Right, that have kids, they're looking right. for a playground. Is it aspirational? Or are they going to really purchase? Right. Are they going to look at yours and go buy it from Costco for like a thousand dollars? Right, yeah, patios, sure. decks, those type of things can run the gamut of different types of audiences and things like that. So, to me, it was more of, hey, they they were really good at doing one thing and helping define product better. Yeah. Um, but they didn't step back and ask the question of, you know, who's your audience? Who you're trying to accomplish? and why to get them in there. I, I think they're going to do the right things, but you got they missed a step. They were building the descriptions and the product base based on who they thought the audience was going to come to them as opposed to taking the audience and building the product base to, to what they know. They right. were going backwards right. in theory. And right. there's value to that. I think if you, have a, if you are the dominant player in a space and you are a thought and an industry leader, you can do that. Right. Most people your competitor is just going to steal what you did and just readjust it and make it cheaper. So right. it's, it's not, it doesn't work that way anymore. Right. And I think that's the key part of understanding, you know, this company is, you know, they're actually not in this part of the country. They're up in the, in the Northeast. Um, they're looking to grow and keep uh, building. And some of the things they're going to do is going to allow them to do that. Yeah. But, you know, you really need to think about it where, where are they? And there's regional differences and how you, how you approach that with your e-commerce. Yeah, and that's another great point. Is, is is it different regionally? I mean, this is oh. all data you have. You cannot imagine that somebody in Atlanta and somebody in Sacramento are doing things the same way. Is it a global strategy? Is it a localized strategy? Are you accounting for exchange rates? I mean, it, it, it is really crazy to think about it, but all of that information is available. It is more readily available now than mm-hmm. it has ever been. There's less guesswork involved, which brings me to the next point. There still has to be a certain sense of intuition. That's yeah. why Tyler and Jim work so well together. Jim is the the VP, the new young d- data guy. Yeah. Tyler's dad has run the company. Tyler's been involved in the company since he was a baby. So that combo usually is where we see the best outputs. It really is. Right. You got to have a feel for what made this company special in the first place, but yeah. use the data to supplement and and, and reinforce um, the call to actions and what you're doing. Yeah, and with you know, obviously there's a, there's a connection there, but also there's not necessarily a yes man type approach to it and it's you know challenging and and bringing that perspectives and i think you know diversity in a lot of different ways really helps a business diversity in thought 
you know, in diversity, in, in this case, maybe of just perspective. And that yeah. can be generational perspective. For sure. We had a great exercise. They actually brought their entire staff in here. And what, the reason this all came about was we were talking about 6 8 FM. We were kicking off a campaign. So what we did was I went around the room and had every single employee say, tell me something about the company we don't know. Tell us why you like working there and tell us something that really stands out. Hudson Mason's their endorser. So oh, well. Hudson now said 30 people talk about how intimately they know this company. Think about how good the, con- the spots are going to be now. Think about how it's not about camo. It's about lifestyle. It's about right. we're in Columbus. It's about we take care of our employees. Think about how strong that messaging is and how many birds you're killing with one stone as opposed to most marketing, right. which is let's run a commercial. Let's talk about the product. Let's break this off here. Let's do PR. Let's do well, this. And, and you just hit it going back to product. Look, product's important. You have a product that's viable. But if you can really get into the brand and that feeling of what uh, makes it special. That's where you start to create that uh, um, that experience, and I, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit to uh, you know the clothing analogy I saw. This is the other trend I've seen this year, and and probably more than in any recent memory, the length and the, how quickly the end of summer season sales were on, you know, men's apparel, women's yep. apparel, you name it. Um, I don't remember it coming out this soon, and how quickly they went to the bottom on price. Um, And I've seen some brands that have done very, very well that seem to have a lot of their offering on sale quicker than I've ever seen before. And I think that's because there's some niche brands. I've got a lot of friends who wear the Roback brand now. You know, they've got kind of a niche of what they want to do. Um, and there's some others that I think are starting to hurt the the, the guys that we've seen for a long time. Peter Millar yeah. and uh, Johnny O's become very popular. Yeah. Um, and I just think that it's a case of they, they haven't really thought about what people are looking for. And um, I think there's a, a change going on in that e-commerce I agree. of overproduction and over uh, – Assuming what happened during COVID, the fact that no one went to the stores. And and, and clothes were getting stuck on ships. You couldn't get to the holiday season, so you had to hold them for the next holiday season. You knew this glut was going to catch up. I also think it's a a microcosm of the influencer trend. And I think out of all things, apparel is the one where there's micro-influencers. If used the right way with a content strategy, can be unbelievably powerful. And, like, again, you know, you buy clothes. Your intention is – you're not going to wear this for 10 years. Yeah. Like, you're within a trend. So, you know, as long as you're not spending too much money. The other thing is, why would you ever buy anything full price? I mean, let's be honest. Well, why would you ever buy anything full price? Why, why would you? Yeah, why, why did I notice that uh, the season, the end of season sales start early? Because I, I usually know when they start. Seasons are different, dude. <laughs> summer in Atlanta is very different than summer in Buffalo. Summer here oh. starts in April. Summer there starts, <laughs> if you're lucky, in mid-July. So, like, that's also another thing. It's crazy right. to think about. But what if the South is just more prominently figured into all this? So they yeah. adjust seasonality based on uh, influx but, but of the But golf shirts, I, we can wear in November. So they're you, already you there. You Guess what? in Buffalo. <laughs> you cannot in Buffalo. Uh, that's that's well, a lie. They but, probably can. Yeah, well, you can. It's just under a sweater. <laughs> at that time of year. So, um, no, I think it's really interesting uh, discussions today. Um, definitely, uh, how can people learn a little bit more about Realtree? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this the simplest way. Just Google it. Because for you, it might be you're finding out that they're with Crocs or they do hunting. Go to the website, but there's so much content that they do. You have friends that wear it. If you're in the hunting game, you probably know about it already. But just embrace this and look at it for what it is for you. It doesn't have to be product-based. It could be content-based. They do hunting trips. They got Austin Riley. That's how we met it, through Austin Riley, through celebrity-based and influencers. Just embrace their brand, and you'll probably get something different out of it. I know it's 
it's not the usual answer. Someone gives some specific thing. Yeah. But for these guys and what they do, I think go into Google, type Realtree, and find out what it is for you is the best way to do it. No, that's a great story about uh, how brand can really drive and set your strategy for other things. So uh, great episode. Uh, you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll see you next week. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.